And welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kelly. Welcome to episode 199. Damn, that's a lot. That is a lot of episodes. I mean, that's a lot, a lot of episodes. So, um, today we're going to talk about things, hobby things we plan on doing over the year. Not resolutions, but just things we want to do over the year. Um, and mostly it's because, you know, resolutions are for chumps. So we're just going to talk about things that, uh, we want to do over the year and get things done. But before we do that, we got to say a big old shout out to Muse on Minis. Uh, make sure you go check them out. Uh, one of our good sponsors, um, use the, uh, code more than dice, all one word, and you will get 10% off your order. Um, and also, we want to thank uh, Mini Masterworks. They have now sent us their code um, for our store, and a, we'll get 10% off your order there also. And we've already had some people order stuff, so thank you so much, because we get an email saying, hey, someone used your link, which is really cool. Awesome. Um, so uh, go make sure you go check them out. And uh, you can definitely get, I know that the Vortex uh, uh, paint shakers have been a really big hit right now, so... Uh, you can get those, and ten percent off of those is actually a pretty good deal right now. So, especially because they start at a better price than a lot of other places. Oh yeah, their their pricing on them are really really good. So I actually wanted to fix their thing. Fix the thing. What thing are they fixing? Make it well, bigger. No, nah, they're <laughs> make it bigger. You know what Muse hey. on Minis needs? They need a little ghost around their. Uh their black lettering so that it pops out on the dark background. I will have to fix that. That sounds like a good idea. I assume you mean ghost is some sort of technical term for it, I would assume? Uh, yeah, like a little outline that's lighter. Yeah, that's what I figured, but context clues and all yeah, that. Yeah, sorry. It's alright. Yeah. I, I can Look, do no that. one tells look me nothing. I I have to my, look what I found on my desk, though. A painting? Oh. Or a Twix? Y'all... A Twix, a, a Twix. little fun-sized Twix, and I aim to have fun with it right now. <laughs> By shoving it in your mouth. Yes. Excuse I me while I over the holiday. While I chew on candy. So I, don't know. I have uh, half a thing of Pizza Hut uh, mini Cinnabons downstairs to reheat and eat for dessert. Wow. Yeah, ordering those was a huge, huge mistake. <laughs> a tasty, tasty mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have some shout outs, uh, to go on. Um, one of the ones that, uh, we were wait, mark, working up on in two weeks, uh, Sari and Hal, Sally and Hal, excuse me. She was, uh, the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang actress. She passed away at 91. I don't know if anybody, I mean, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was a pretty interesting movie when it came out. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers that. Benyon, uh, click the link up in the chat. And they have the Vortex Mixer, and you can grab some there. It's a mini Masterworks. Um, but she had done a lot of uh, roles. Uh, what was another one? Um, we have, of course, John Madden passed away recently. Uh, I'm not even a big football person, and I know who John Madden is. Yeah, yeah, even I know who John well, Madden is. I mean, let's be honest, he's in the top five of best uh, best you know sports color guys ever yeah and yes. larger than life in so many ways 
Oh, yeah. And the other thing is that he's worked with two of the best sports announcers ever also, Al, yeah, Al Michaels and uh, Pat Summerall. I mean, it's just the quality they brought so many times. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, the football games. If you if you played video games, you knew, yeah, John Madden, just from mm-hmm. the video games, mm-hmm. and the commercials that he was that he was in all the time and everything. So I mean, you know, we all knew that one. Um, and of course, twenty twenty one took uh, Betty. Um, everybody knows yeah. this. This was um, it, it, someone told me that it's uh, a very comedic genius that she did. That uh, she just did the episode or the the cover of People magazine of being 100 years old and then decided to pass away before the, the episode, the issue came out. And I was like, OK, but um, I don't know. I mean, Betty White was such an amazing woman, not only, you know, as an actress, but as a champion for equal rights, which a lot of people didn't know. I didn't know until like a few uh <laughs> Betty took yeah. twenty twenty one. Yes, let, let me down with her. She sacrificed herself. <laughs> yeah, there's there's that too. The memes that came out about Betty White passing were just as good and respectful in any way possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen anything say anything bad, but I mean, <clears throat> it was interesting to learn about some of the stuff that she did. That you know happened when I wasn't around. Like how allowing... about what all the Golden Girls did? I mean, there's a whole meme of that. How they were oh, yeah. all just great people for everyone in general. They really were. They oh, really yeah. were. Yeah. So I mean, I just thought that was. I mean, I, I there was a lot of stuff I learned about her in the last like two or three years that I would have never known. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, she's been around for. I mean, didn't she have a career even before TV? Wasn't she a radio? I actor think she started too? at like the age of nineteen or something. She was doing stuff, so I mean, she had a huge, huge career type thing. So I mean, there's nothing, nothing to be ashamed of, and she was an awesome woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, uh, the the meme going where Betty White grabbed twenty twenty one and drug it down. With her and everything, <laughs> yeah. Or or the uh, the Lord of the Rings one, uh, yeah. <laughs> for Betty and they charge off into twenty twenty two. I thought it was really good. Hmm. I didn't see that one. Yeah, it, it's got uh, Aragon as they're going towards you know, Aragorn, Aragorn. Aragorn, something else yeah. entirely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goes off into you know charging at the end of Return of the King. So the same for Frodo is is for Betty. And it says 2022 in the background. And I was like, ah, that's a pretty good one. I saw another one today where it was, uh, uh, I think it was like God sitting on his throne. I was like, oh, Betty, welcome to heaven. And she goes, listen here, young man, you're in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Type of thing. So, John, what are you drinking today? Uh, I have some uh, Dr. Pepper and some... Crack and rum, and then I put a little bit of lime juice in there to keep it from getting too sweet or anything. Captain Mizzy was asking if you're drinking rum because Captain Mizzy cannot drink today, not alcoholic wise. Um, Kathy, what are you drinking? Uh, Jim brought home a Pinot Noir from the grocery store today, so what? we had that. Buy an alcohol so, on a Sunday? What? Yeah. Yes. Oh, we it's my favorite day to buy here. alcohol. We can do that here. Yeah. Because we live in real states. Yeah. 
yeah, we we aren't allowed to. And, and then again, I can't go to the grocery store and buy alcohol. But we are uh, a bunch of blaspheming heathens up here in uh, in the north. Yeah, there's yeah, very word. few places let you do it here on a Sunday. Uh, I am doing a McCollin uh, special reserve, so we'll be doing that, guys. Please be careful right now. Um, there are so many people that are getting COVID right now and so many people that are sick, so many people that are doing stupid stuff and hurting other people that shouldn't be getting it. Um, if you're sick, stay home. If you feel sick, stay home. Um, I don't care what the CDC says. Yeah. They're a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Well, it's not really fair. There are a bunch of people who are more interested in making the economy work now because of political pressure than actually doing the right thing. Correct. So, wash your hands. Wear your mask still. Do whatever you can to stay safe. We want to see everybody at HugCon 2022, a.k.a. Adepticon. Um, That's this year. That's this year! Yeah. This year. Yep. So, to everybody, cheers. 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 Also, there's a fly in my house, and it keeps it keeps flying by me, and uh, following me around the house. And I'm like, how is this possible when it has been like 30, <laughs> maybe 40, for the last I don't know how long? And it snowed yesterday, and it snowed today, and it's like 20 degrees out. How is there a fly in my house? I mean, it's warm in the house. How did it get here, though? It wasn't warm outside. That's one of the mysteries of life. So, so um, it is a new year. It is 2022. And we've got a ton of things that we want to do. I mean, a ton of things that need to be done. I guess you can say that you want to get done. Um, I'm going to switch over to the painting cam and I'm going to show you some pictures of, I, I did Kathy's little thing where you put a picture up of what you want to paint and how you want to paint it like, so people can see what you're trying to do. Cause I have a feeling that what I want to do with the eye, I have to fix the eye a little bit, but on this demon, but I think I know what I want to do. I just got to figure out how to do it correctly. And so I put pictures up there. So I'm going to get this set up. And while I get this set up, um, we will talk about what we plan on doing for 2022 john i can't hear you in a totally unprepared way so let me get the camera how is john muted i, I can't hear happen? john is this because you were changing cameras Did you screw something up i didn't change the camera Wait, wait for uh, it. Yeah, I actually pointed and said one one moment when I before I muted myself so I could talk to somebody else real quick. Oh, uh, didn't hear that. Didn't didn't yeah. or didn't see that. So let me get this other one up. Yeah. Oh crud! Oh, I'll be right back. I know where I forgot my glasses. Hold on. Uh oh. I, I had to to congratulate somebody because they did a really good job in Macquarie Online stuff. So. Oh yay. It was in, in Discord, so I muted myself here and chatted in with Discord real quick. Legion will know what I'm talking about. Banyan, too, when they see it. 
So is those his reference pictures for his eyes that he wants? Uh, I guess. That would be really cool. I do, I do absolutely advocate using uh, photographs as references for your painting. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're doing something like an eyeball and you want to get it right. A specific type of eyeball, like a goat's eye or a toad's eye or an octopus eye. Because they eye all eye. have very distinctive, different, weird-looking eyes. Oh, yeah. So this and one... And this one looks interesting. So this is a owl. I think the owl's name is Zeus. And Zeus is a blind owl. And this is what his eyeball looks like. And so everybody says he's got like a galaxy in his eye. That is amazing. And I thought that would be kind of cool. To paint a galaxy inside of this eyeball. Yeah. Uh, and I would say, I mean, gloss it afterwards also I think will help yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm, but, I'm uh, looking at it, and I'm looking at all those reflections that are on it, and seeing that the the outer part is so very black, yeah, all I think... the way around, and then there's like this reflection, and then inside that, there's like a reflection on the top, and then there's another re little reflection on the right-hand side of the eyeball of the, of the, the one I'm looking at. And then there's that sort of window reflection, yeah, which yeah. is also really cool to add. And then there's all of that, the blue, and then it's a, a slightly lighter blue as it gets down to the bottom of the eyeball yep. versus the top where it's darker. And then all the little dots. Yeah, little dots of stars. And uh, I, I know some people see things a little differently than I do, so I, I don't know that they necessarily see the reflections as as just pieces of light and dark in contrast. Well, I know that, okay, so what I want to do is I want to do, and I know that there's got to be that blue. That blue, to me, is really, really important. But I, it, but like... I, know, I was looking more at the top one and thinking you could literally just get away with taking like a dark gray and mimicking the spots and lines in there and then for certain bits go up to a second level gray, then maybe go a little bit of white for the last one. And then if you want to do that one, the blue one's going to be much harder to paint. It's going to be much more involved. Or a combination. I mean, you could stretch and do a combination of the two and it would still look really cool. I was looking at the lower right hand eyeball, but either, either way, it'll be cool. Yeah, I figured if we paint like a little bit of a galaxy type theme inside of this eyeball would be kind of neat to do. So I got to do a little bit of touch up just around it because I want to get, but I think I want to do like a, I don't want to say it's a blue wash, but kind of that's what I'm thinking about just so it gives it a blue undertone. So um, you want a lighter color? You want to mix a, a little bit of white or... Or something in with that blue, sort of a blue. That blue reminds me of uh, P3 coal black. Kind of. Oh, I do have some of that. Hold on. I do have some coal black. I just got to find it. Oh, hey, big night. Uh, hail hydrate. Hail hydrate. Oh, <laughs> that hit a little hard. Mm. I'm counting my ginger peach tea as hydrating. I was I drank water for that. Mm. Not back to alcohol. I know I have some 
But to do a gradation from that lighter blue to the, the darker blue, you could start with the lighter blue and then and then do sort of your sort of a thin glaze around that lighter blue with your next darker color. So Legion, actually I would do if he's doing the, the whole thing, I would do the coal black, then I would do the the various uh, lines and dots you want to do. And then I'd probably use the gray contrast paint over top of it, maybe thin it a little bit like a, an Uber wash, and then go back and do some touch-ups here or there, try and get a good tone. But I'm not sure how that would work overall because I haven't tried the gray as an Uber wash yet. But it would be interesting <laughs> to try. Okay, I thought I had some cold black. And I can see how I would approach it, which would be different. And I would be painting the reflections and instead of doing... Uh, Gloss varnish at the end? No, gloss. A gloss varnish. But I'll do gloss varnish. It, that's just me. Now, to be fair, if I were going to make it part of a diorama, then I might paint the reflections in, just because then you're, you're next level badassing it. And mine or would look like shit. Or you could do but... some reflection and then still gloss varnish it. Huh. Ah, there's my coal black. That's going to be a personal thing. They got to decide what you want to do with that. Yeah. I think I want to try the coal, the coal black because the coal black has a very bluish tint to it, and we can work, work from we can work from there. Now, is the value of it as light as the lighter blue no. on the eyeball? No, but we can work up. That's what I'm saying. We could work up to that. See, my personal preference, and I know not everybody paints this way for sure, uh, is I like to find the lightest uh, value of it and then work down as far as my basic. Now I'm not talking about the dots of color. I'm just talking about that overall lighter blue. Interesting. The, so rather than color. painting over it, you, you painting over for the lines and stuff like in there, the, the, the details you, you paint the background on it. I, with this particular thing, I would start with the lightest color of the background which would be a, a, a lighter blue than that, the, the coal black. And then I would, then I would thin down some coal black and, uh, and glaze it around the edges of my lighter color and into the black. And uh, that's why you have a golden demon and I do not. <laughs> <laughs> so let's try with, let's try this, this, also, I was noticing that the edges of the eye are still black. And, and there's like an area around the edge that's totally black still, that that blue doesn't go all the way to the edges. It's almost though like it's sunken. They're not fully in the sockets. I don't know for sure, though, because I can't tell depth that well, because it's a picture in my depth perception shit to begin with. You may be right. That's one thing where where eyeballs are, I mean, eyeballs are kind of spherical, and but they're like they're jelly-like, and they have this translucence about them. So it's almost like you're painting a gem. In fact, I paint eyeballs almost the same way that I paint gemstones. At least the irises. Yeah, additive, I, Mizzy says additive and subtractive styles are both valid, and that's absolutely correct. Yeah, absolutely. 
mean, even in all sorts of media, if you look at, say, classic animation, they would take white and then draw everything on it. But when they did Batman animated series, they started with black and then would just do, you know, things that aren't black. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways you can create art. Hey, Lady B Miniatures. How you doing? Hi, Lady B. Hey, Lady B. There is not a wrong way. There really isn't. No, as long as you're as painted, it's yeah, all right. as long as you're happy with what you're achieving, then it's all good. That's right, Flint. He's got the uh, the kitty ears on. Hi, so. Flint. We're just watching Gonzo paint an eyeball, and oh. and it's it's weird because it's like this hypnotic thing to watch him paint the eyeball. So then we just kind of are Space quiet. Out. Quiet and watching and not saying anything, <laughs> which is less helpful when you're trying to, yeah, you know, so. podcast. I mean, theoretically, we have a topic. Yeah. So I have a goal that I want to do, and it is a goal for Adepticon because I do plan on going, and I only plan on playing one game, and Adepticon has fully painted rule. Um. And I believe I'm going to go play because I'm, I'm going to limit myself to what I'm going to play this year, instead of you know trying to play everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I you can actually hang out with people. Exactly, exactly. Um, I am going to paint my Warcaster up. Um, now my Warcaster, of course, is a uh, that paint job where it's got uh, you know the color shift paints. Which, you know, most of it is airbrushing and then, you know, just putting in what I need. Uh, bad thing is, one of my airbrush died. So I've got to use my other one and hopefully my other one will work to do it. i got to test it out and see if it's worth it. So that's one of my hobby goals uh, is to get all of my Warcaster stuff painted for Adepticon. I mean, good luck. It's coming. Yeah. That's and that's also why I chose Warcasters, because I can airbrush 90% of the army. Oh. Legionnaires wants to know, is it the brush or the compressor? It's the brush. Um, uh, this SOTAR 2020 or 2022, the inside mechanism of this part right here is messed up and will not no matter what tension of spring or anything I put inside of there it will not compress or won't uh, do anything so I've got to get a, a new airbrush I've got another one um, a Badger Patriot that's kind of like my workhorse brush and that I can try and see oh. if it'll Foster check guess you saw me slumping Oh, that's all my stiff muscles. Hello. Hello, all those muscles. <laughs> oh, actually, I really like how that's 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 uh, coming out in general. Yeah, yeah. That color actually looks really good on it. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a it's a bluish green gray in a way when it's on there. Are, now, are you throwing uh, layers of it on more the closer you get to the center of the eyeball? Uh, first, I got just a complete, you know, a complete color on it. Now I'm going to try to get a little bit layered up on top. Oh, Flinty is, it wants me to stretch. I better stretch. Yeah, better stretch. <laughs> uh, so, 
similar to your goal, Gonzo, my goal is actually to get the airbrush set up and learn how to can use it. That's not a bad goal. I mean, the one thing, I have not used my airbrush for anything besides base coat, you know, type thing. I haven't used it for fine detail work, if you would say. You know what I'm saying? All right, so I'm going to get some of this coal. I think it's funny that uh, that Flint uh, thought that stretching meant you were going to stretch, not that you were going to get stretched. You started off strong. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. All right, so I put some of this coal black down, and so now I need to get the gradient up and lighten it up into a, a lighter blue. Uh, Kathy, what colors do you think I should put into it? Do you think I should just go for a lighter blue or some white or? Well, do you, what? Throw some lighter blues onto the camera so I can see what, what you've got. Oh, I've, you, I've got everything. And Lady B wants to know what you're painting again, Gonzo. Uh, this is the uh, Trickster, the demon model of the Trickster from Creature Caster. That's going to be for Judgment, is that correct? It can be used for Judgment, yes. For when I, this you. is one of the new Judgment models that's going to be used. I'm going to do some cleanup, of course. So, I mean, I have you, I have every spectrum of blue that you can think of. So, have this, like... So, that might be a, a good one to mix with it. Okay. That frosty uh, yeah, color. It's got a, a little bit of white. What do you think, John? I, I agree. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I, now, man, I'm looking more at the top. I was looking more at the top eye, but if you look at the bottom eye, yeah, I think that would look very well. Would work very well with it. It'd yeah, yeah, it's the, the bottom of the eye that I was thinking of too, because the bottom is a little bit lighter than the top. Yeah, I think that's actually because the angle of where the light's coming from. But who it's, knows? For sure. That's how the irises of eyeballs work. Just like with gemstones, you get this lighter part down at the bottom as the light. If the light's coming from above, it kind of hits that convex curve. So, darker at the top, lighter at the bottom, but then there's up at the darker part, there's that reflection. Mm -hmm. Kathy, do you have any uh, uh, goals to start off? As I was looking back at the things that I painted in uh, in the past year, I feel like I didn't paint enough compared to previous years. So I need to... I need to get painting more. And you know what I need to do? I need to take more pictures of the stuff I'm painting. When I started oil painting at the end of 2020 and then into the beginning few months of 2021, uh, it sort of threw off my being in the habit of taking pictures of stuff because when I was using oils, everything was so incremental. Like I would do all this stuff, but you couldn't really tell what I had done from one day to the next day until boom, it's done, which is weird. Let me tell you something about that. Hobby streak has taught me that just putting up the progress and saying what you did, people will look to see. And that's good enough, honestly. That's, yeah, that's true. And I got out of that habit somehow, and it was really difficult. Oh, I like what you're doing with that Gonzo. Yeah. He's applying that lighter color to the, the underside of the middle part of the eyeball. <laughs> so you want to leave that dark part 
down at the bottom, you want to leave a little, like a millimeter, a couple millimeters of that darkest part down at the bottom. You don't want to go all the way down. Yeah. I would just see how it dries because it'll be very subtle, I think, when it dries. Mm -hmm. And then if you feel like there's too hard of a line in between, you can still just take a little bit of that dark color and thin it down and glaze it along that, that edge line. Or if, if you plan you, on using a wash or something at the end, that will probably clear it up as well. But yeah. I definitely agree. I agree. So you want to paint more models? Well, that's a good that's a good goal in general. I know. Yeah. I I know that's like everybody's goal is to paint more models, but uh -huh. uh, but I definitely I have a bunch of stuff sitting here in front of me. This next week is going to be, or probably the next couple weeks is going to be making bases for these models that I have sitting in front of me. So that's 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 my main thing. Make some bases. Get some things assembled. You know, one of the things I really want to do is for once and for all, you'll laugh. Finish my Geller Pox. Yes. Because oh. most of them are actually done except for their bases. And now I have Uhu glue so that I can do slimy bases, which is what I wanted to do with them. So, and I've never done that. And that is another thing that will be new for me in the new year, which is using Uhu glue to make slimy effects, like snotty, gross effects, mm -hmm. and blood and saliva, things like that. I'm Slumber. actually pretty excited to do some things like that. So, Kathy's into bodily fluids. Yeah, yes. Like on this guy, this, this you can't see it. On this uh, goblin thing that I've got. I mean, he has a lower jaw, but it's somewhere else. Uh, I might do some slimy, some uh, saliva from one of his teeth going down to uh, his lower jaw, which I think would add a little character and make it really look like he's just, you know, screaming with, with spittle flying from his face and stuff. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Gonzo, do you have another uh, goal? Uh, I, I'm I'm with Kathy on this. I need to paint more. Uh, this model has actually got me wanting to paint more. If if you haven't noticed, I mean, some of y'all, I showed John and Kathy. I actually snow based and painted the base look like snow when I thought I was going to paint it. You know, as a uh, or I wouldn't say snow, but ice. I haven't done Touch like the model a, with your brush. It's 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 making me anxious seeing you not not like. Not, not paint. <laughs> not take advantage of the paint while it's still wet. Um, I'm like, he needs to rinse his brush and then and then flop the excess water off of it and then like feather the the edges of that paint out into nothing. Yeah. That's, uh, that's just my own personal thing though, and I'm like, I'm just like, I'm waiting for that to happen, but it's not happening. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> He's yabbering. I'm yabbering. Um, get, get painting. <laughs> only V would say, no painting, only distraction. Well, I mean, until it's done with that, then you can distract some more. But uh, I think my second one is actually less of painting more models. I, I mean, I hobby streak every day for, I don't know, for math number of days. Hold on, where is it? <laughs> uh, 1,488 days straight. So... I mean, I could paint more models. I'd have to actually, you know, spend more time, which I could do. But I'm actually more interested in trying to continue to 
push myself. Like, uh, I'm spending all this time on this goddamn base that's one of Magneto's constructs. I'm just going to throw out some fucker for a couple points of damage. But, you know, I could literally just paint the door one color and go. But I'm like, let's make that, like, a uh, police department, uh, police car door. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's coming out better. I thought I need some touch-ups and all. I need some white there. It's not quite as framed as well. The P is a little high. The, the part of the P you can see is a little higher than it should be. But, I mean, I freehanded it. So, I mean, and the Y goes a little further down than maybe I wanted, but... You know, it's coming along. From a distance, it looks fine. But I don't know if I want to stick with that. I think I want to make it perfect. It's probably, you know, too much. But uh, make it better, you know. I keep going until I'm like, okay, that's good enough. You know, keep challenging myself. Someone on, I joined a thing called Paint Slam, which uh, is about painting models, which if you guys are interested, you should check out on, on Twitter. It's literally just about getting models painted. That's our whole thing. Once you pull to help support everyone, get models painted. And someone, when I posted pictures of Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff, was like, um, oh, I'm afraid to paint them. I don't think I'm good enough. I'm like, well, how the hell are you going to level up then if you're just scared of them? Yeah. If you Literally. Can't, you got to paint them. Unless it's, it's a like model you can't get again. Look, you're not going to make them look worse. I mean, yeah. Ray is just there. You know, adding color isn't going to make them look worse. I know this because my first models, I still have my first models. And uh, they aren't good. (laughs) But they're painted and they have color and you can tell, you know, the different parts from each other. And it's better than just a metal painted model or a plastic painted model. It absolutely is better. And the only way you're going to get better is if you actually paint. Yeah, and like I said, it literally, unless it's a model you cannot ever replace, just do it. Even, even if it's model then, you can't replace, you can probably strip it and start again. Yeah, even that's what I was going to say. Even then, even if you can't replace it, it what's the point of having it if you're just going to let it sit in a box? I had that one custom-sculpted uh, Ashland form machine. Took me a while, but eventually I'm like, you know, fuck it, it just can't sit here. I gotta paint this goddamn thing. Yeah. So I did. I mean, that being said, I've certainly had, I've certainly had painting paralysis, and I've certainly had trepidation when I'm starting a new model, mm-hmm. and I definitely will procrastinate and paint, you know, like the base or the easiest part. But part of that is maybe you're not warmed up. So Mm -hmm. you want to find some projects that you can do. Like I'll be making bases at the beginning of the year because I had to take a couple of months off of doing anything with the hobby. So I need to get back into my rhythm. So I'm going to start it. I assembled some models. Now I'm making bases for them. And once the bases are made, then I can start my painting Mm -hmm. on the bases because I don't need to pay as much attention to detail when I'm painting bases and having, having bases on hand to work on or having something that is all you need to do is prime it or base coat. So you always want models in different stages of preparation. So you're like, I can't be arsed with paint and detail right now. My hands are a little shaky. I'm going to paint some base coats. 
Exactly. Yeah, and and if you need to paint something really important and good, plan for a longer day, a longer day of hobbying, and then just start on the simple stuff. And then when you're you're feeling like you're there, you're in the zone, then you get the good thing and you start going. Yeah. So you know, it's, don't worry about it. You can't. It's just like with music. You know, you're doing <laughs> scales first. Are you doing vocal things first before you go out and sing? It's the same kind of thing. You just can't be scared. Just do it. But yeah, I want to. I want to level up and continue to do stuff like that, where you know, rather than taking necessarily the easy way out, do something a little more difficult. Not all the time, just once in a while. We see the opportunity, you know. Oh, I could just watch this. I mean, or you could just paint the shading in. I've seen some amazing paint jobs come out of somebody who just said, "Fuck it, I just want to paint this bus," you know. Yep. I just want to paint this bust and I'm going to give myself, you know, three hours to paint it in and we'll see where I am. And, and the paint job is just, just like, it isn't, it's not the Mona Lisa, but it's amazing. It's like the color choice is amazing. The style that they did it in is amazing. Maybe they don't have, you know, the best buttery smooth, uh, gradation from one color to another, but who cares? Yeah. You know? You can see that they had fun with it. You can see that passion went into it, you know, and and the model looks good still. Yeah. It's not really matters. I mean, that they enjoyed it. They liked the way it looks, you know, and and wherever you hang out, Discord, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, find a group of like-minded individuals to bounce stuff off of. Like, I have this uh, this Warhammer for uh, Battletech I've been painting for a while. Could be done, could not be done. I don't fucking know. So I just posted a picture. I'm like, hey, what do you guys think? They're like, well, you could do this, this, or this. Or, you know, it looks fine right that. You could just base it and call it done. Yeah. Sometimes you need that support because, you know, you get stuck like, is it good enough? I mean, so sometimes we need that validation. No matter how hard we try to not need it, we want that validation from someone else to just tell you it's okay. Yep. Thumbs up. Uh, I think we're back over to you, Gonzo. Um, I actually want to play some more games. What? One of the things that, that I like want to do, madness. yeah, is I want to get some games, and I don't want to say get competition, you know, whatever type games in. I just want to play some games with whatever models I have. Uh, one of the things, and, and, and it's not it's not a bad thing per se that I have models that I'm not using, and I'm not playing with. I just want to use the models that I'm that I bought. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I want to play some more games, and I want to play some games. I want to play. Uh, let's see. Want to play Warcaster? Want to play some War Machine and Hordes? Um, I want to play some Armada. Uh, I want to play some Marvel Crisis Protocol. So, I mean, I want to do some, you know, some playing of games. I yep. need to play some games. And they just, they, nothing big, nothing fancy. Uh, I know that there's like a couple of steamrollers coming up. And I'm like, oh, I'll go play in those. Because, you know, I know everybody there. And I don't give a damn if I win or lose. I just want to roll some dice and hang out with mm-hmm. the appropriate people and play some games. Yeah, that's- that I've kind of given up on on playing games. Never I may up. Never I surrender. may play 
Marshall coming? Is L. Marshall coming to Adepticon? Yes. So I may end up playing a little bit of Marvel Crisis Protocol because he said that he would let me use his stuff. Oh. You you can also use my stuff. That is all I'm bringing. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because Perfect. it's all I have painted, but I I haven't I haven't even played. I played it like I played some demo games uh, at conventions, and that was a long time ago. And I haven't played since I even looked at the rules. I haven't bothered looking at rules for anything since I knew I wasn't going to be playing anything forever. Yeah, uh, we'll make sure that happens there. But I think all of us could could say playing more games because, uh, let's be honest, the pandemic has not been good to gamers, uh, tabletop gamers. No. Most have gone to online things, and I'm uh, happy for everyone who finds tabletop simulator or vassal or whatever uh, a good substitute. Yeah. I am not a fan. I um, something to go along with that. I'm glad that there was an ability for me to do role playing with some people online and get some of that in because I've been dying to do that. And I say it's it's weird, but what was that? I think I talked to Mizzy about it two days ago. Uh, I had a dream about an RPG that I want to run and something I want to do. And one of the things that I want to do is, uh, I, I don't know if everybody saw it a while back, someone had, let's create a world by rolling all of our polyhedron dice on a map, and mm-hmm. each, each dice represents something. And I says, I want to do that. That just seems like a very fun, cool thing. And what I want to do is I want to stream that, uh, because I want input from other people. I just don't want to do it and be there and go, okay, this is a mountain, you know, so on and so forth. I want to set up a camera and go, all right. D4s are steep mountains, you know, D20s are major, you know, whatever, major cities. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of stuff on that all yeah. over the place. You could do a quick search and find that. Yeah. That all sorts sounds of really fun. Um, I like a world building stream. Yeah. And I, what, uh, what I want to do is. I have a is... friend who does a world building stream and he uses Incarnate for his map making, mm-hmm. but he takes all the people in the chat, you know, it, it's. He takes their suggestions for like names of uh, forests, names of mountains, rivers, oceans. Yeah, and I think that would be really cool to do. NPCs. It just like gets everybody into it. Now everybody's like, well, I kind of want to play a role playing game in this, you know, in this world that we've just been building, in the city that we've just been building mm-hmm. you know it's so like everybody's invested in it yeah because i want to i want to do the the get a big poster board set up a camera over the poster board and say all right we're gonna roll it off and you know we'll do like a light pencil you know throw the dice down where they lay and then do a light pencil around those things and then build up and build the story around that world yeah uh, because i have a concept that i want to play um out because i've had a world in my mind and written down on paper uh of how the world how the world works and what's going on with it and i was like oh this would be a perfect way to do it um and i thought that would be something really cool to do so i want to do a stream where i do this world building with the map um roll the dice down get everybody in there you know get very excited going ooh, cool and then kind of move the camera around going all right well we'll mark out this is the mountains oh look there's a major metropolitan you know city and it all but it'll be a fantasy world next to these a bunch of d4s 
And, oh, that would be really cool. Uh, why don't we make that like a dwarven they built into the mountain type? You know, and just go with it. I think that mm-hmm. would be a really, really fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I would, I, and, I, and I want to do it with somebody. I don't want to do it by myself. I could do it by myself anytime. I want to do it with a group of people and talk about it because I also want to discuss the world and the where I want to go with it and how I want to do it and the way the game is played because I have a different concept of what's going on uh, with this world. It's It's an interesting thing. I don't want to spoil it because it's just starting out i feel you there i actually have uh lots of notes for my my homebrew world and i gotta find them because i don't know where the fuck my notes are (laughs) but because we're going to be doing like i said we're going to be doing uh genesis uh playing some fantasy with it yep not using their world i did get their book i have it over there oh that reminds me i don't know when i'm gonna do it i need to read an expert from one of the books i got too Actually, let's let's let's. I, I want to read this because this sort of goes to my mindset of 2022. Uh, so I got this. Uh, Feng Shui is doing a thing where you do a subscription, promising to buy supplements. They just keep making supplements. Cool. They're they're not expensive. Uh, you get a discount if you subscribe. Then everyone else can buy them. And they've put out. This is the second one they've delivered. They have a couple more in the works. So now, Feng Shui is. There's a lot of time traveling through portals, but only to set junctures, so to speak. Uh, and they co- they consciously decided... N- I like the way that's looking. That, that, that glaze went really... I, all I did was take that coal yeah. black and just make it into a, a wash yeah. glaze. And it yeah, really... Once you, just, once you do the edges of the, of the lighter color and then let it go flow into that darker color, that's, it's like you're erasing the, the hard edges. But uh, so they they decided not to do World War Two as one of the junctures for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, so they said uh, this is a quick word about Nazis. This is on page four of the book. Let's make sure we're all clear about something. The Nazi Party, established in Germany on February twenty fourth, nineteen twenty, was a vile and reprehensible organization built on a philosophy of bigotry and hatred. It legitimized and promoted violence, prejudice, and persecution through pseudoscientific racist ideologies. It curtailed free speech, tried to rewrite history, and tore Europe apart by starting a war that killed tens of millions, while the Holocaust killed six million Jews and millions of Poles, Slavs, Romani, homosexuals, and handicapped people. The damage this caused is felt to this day. Feng Shui is a role-playing game about time-jumping heroes exercising skill, bravery, and good judgment as they battle across history. It's not a vehicle for debating or sympathizing or legitimizing a horrid philosophy. Be a good person when you run this scenario, and indeed any RPG. You run around a game where your players beat the crap out of Nazis in so many ways. Here follows many pages of background you can use. If you run a, a game, want to run a game where your players are Nazis, will take their side, or are interested in participating in Nazi activities, here are some concise instructions of what you can do instead. Stick this book up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at. That's where we got to be with this. Uh huh. You know, that whole whole thing is there's people upset and trying to gatekeep people in from a hobby when uh, you're like oh they're trying to change the hobby no we just want racists and bigots and all those fuckers out of every hobby fix your fucking head or get the fuck out of everything and we all need to be there that's one of my goals is to not stand up for that not not stand up for that not stand for that shit just Mm -hmm. stand up for it call people on their fucking bullshit and just deal with it you know, we, we, we got to get these people to either understand 
you know, you can have your political beliefs, what your personal beliefs are, what you believe in your house. It's fine. But don't spew that shit into a game if it's some reprehensible shit. You know, maybe you'll realize eventually that you're that this is not the way forward. And some people maybe just don't know. Maybe some of them will get some research, but just don't bring that shit into a game. And if you're in the game already saying we're trying to change it. Yes, sure. We're coming in. We're trying to change your game for the fucking better. There you go. There's a mini John rant. Mm-hmm. Good rant. An important one. Good that rant. sounds like a fun game, though. Yes. Feng Shui is super fun. I almost ran it for fantasy because it's super easy. Um, but I, I realized if I didn't run uh, Genesis now, when the fuck would I? It's so. a really good system. For people that don't know about it, give, give a brief rundown of why Genesis is such a good system to use. Well, just so everyone knows also um, that it is the system they currently use for their Star Wars game as well. The you know, the uh, There are three Star Wars games, Age of Rebellion and and all that are all um, based on the system. But the way it is, it has special dice, and the dice have successes on them. So, got it? Got to almost go full game. You have different types of dice that are positive and different types of negative. You build a pool of positive dice based on what your character has, be it skills, attributes, and advantages because of situation. And then you take a, pie, uh, a pack of difficulty dice based off how hard the thing is, uh, other complications, and environmental effects. And you roll them all, and you figure out how you succeed based off that. So it is possible to fail, which you could fail. And good things could still happen because you have advantages. Because in each die, there's success, failure, and then um, super success and super failure, basically. It's like they're, they're the two into one. So you, you total those up to see what you do. So you could literally go like, I take a shot at them. Oh, I miss, but I did it in a way that, you know, I maybe I, act, I spend the advantage and I hit the, the panel on the uh, ricochets and hits the panel on the wall, which closes the blast door or something like that. Yes. It works very, very well in Star Wars, which it's it cracks me up because Star Wars is like that. Many a times they're like, oh, shit, I missed, but... Like I said, hits the blast, hits the controls, but still closes the blast door, so the troopers behind them don't get in. Exactly. So that's that's that means you you failed what you were trying to do, but you had advance. You had uh, I forget what it's called, but you had a uh, good effect, so you you use that and you do something good. It is a great system because it takes away the binariness of success or failure. Correct. I do like that idea that you can succeed at something, but then something can happen, which makes it uh, more complex, complicates it. I, I yeah. used that for my Star Wars game because, of course, we were playing uh, with that rule set. And there was a time somebody was using their lightsaber and they cut through something. They did it really, really well. And they did it so well, but they had a failure in it in the process. And so when they jabbed their lightsaber down through this creature, they actually went into the metal and got their saber stuck inside the metal wedged in as they were trying to pull it. And it was like, you did kill it, but your problem was you didn't pull or turn your lightsaber off quick enough. So it got wedged in the metal as you were cutting through things. And they were like, okay, yes. I can see that. Like you're, you're out of position for a second, something like that. There's a, it's, there's so much you can do with it. It's all that stuff that it's, it adds a sort of cinematic element to it. Yes. Um, 
Oh, and, and Kathy, I was talking about that other cinematic game that I just got a uh, PDF for. I'll, I'm going to send you it so you can take a look. It's the just the super quick start rules. It's very interesting because it is very similar to this in a lot of ways. Very cinematic style to it. Okay, cool. But yeah, so there's me. I, I want to do more role-playing games if I can. And, and I mean, just run the one will be good to start. I don't know if I'll get a chance to play in any. Um, that's sort of my lot in life at this point, but I'm okay with it. But yeah, I think we all want to play more games of various types. I definitely want to see if I can try to get in some games, uh, role-playing games, uh, games that I haven't played. So go into a convention and playing in an RPG that I've never played in. And I did get the G.I. Joe deck building game, so Bainian and I or whoever comes over and I can try that out at some point. Interesting. Finally. It finally showed up on my doorstep. Like, <laughs> it's all right. They, they went through some tough times. I don't blame the company. I mean, their distributor, which is Diamond Alliance, did, uh, you know, did have some problems, and I feel for them. But uh, Lady B, you should get the D&D DM's Guide and Player's Guide and write a campaign. Do it. Oh I yeah, am, a lot of people I am are scared also to. on the cusp of getting the uh, DM's guide. I need to do that. It's in my wish list now. In uh, it's in my in my Amazon wish list now. It's I just like painting to... difficult models. Just do yeah. it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Guess what? You run in a game that you're just doing your best on. It's going to be better than not having any game at all. <laughs> That's true. One hopes. I mean, as long as your heart's in the right place and you are upfront with your goals and your players are upfront with their goals, it'll be fine. I've never had a game and we've had that understanding that has gone bad. Yeah, and even if you get the rules wrong, you're like, so? Did yeah, it? They're, they're, they're really more of guidelines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, we've had that, you know, just... just... Like I said, just do it. You, you, we're, too many people are too scared to do all sorts of things too much. Yeah. And, and especially, if there's, a, especially if there's a story you want to tell. That's mm -hmm. the thing. If you have a story you want to tell, but you like, hey, but I want someone else to do it. I just, just want to see how it works out. That's a really good way. And that's usually how I do it. I go, I have a story I want to tell. I'll, I'll be honest. If someone had like, oh, hey, I really want a fantasy campaign, you know, here's the basic ideas I want, you know, but I don't really want to run it. I would take someone else's ideas and run them sometime. God, that's that's fine. I mean, that's not what it's all about. Do It's just collaborative storytelling. Yep. People forget, you know, we've got some people out there who want to win role playing games. You know how you win? You show up and you play and you have fun. Victory. <laughs> But yeah, I want to do that. And, and I'm just going to say, we got, uh, I got Transformers and G.I. Joe role-playing games coming next year. Yeah, I want, I want the Transformer one. And that'll be interesting. I'd be interested to see what those both uh, end up being like. Yeah, and I actually, the one superhero game as an alternative champions came a while ago. I've got that sitting over there. I got more games than I can run. God, it's like oh, the yeah. 90s again. <laughs> <laughs> I, and same here. I actually got rid of a ton of RPGs but kept the ones that I really, really liked. And I was like, Ooh, man, I still want to run all of these because they all sound really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, even D and D position sounds cool. I mean, it sounds like D and D D and D is cool. Don't everyone ever think that me not playing D and D has anything to do with me not liking D and D. I may be a little upset that they decided to 
um, backpedal off of 4th edition rather than go forward, but that's fine. It's all good. So, but yes. Uh, oh, Eclipse Phase, yes. Oh, that's a good system. That's a good, that's a, a good world there, yeah. And just, if you're trying to, we're going to have to do a role-playing game stream soon, because obviously we have a lot of role-playing ideas to get out, but yeah. don't hesitate to just run a fucking pre-made adventure. They're oh, super yeah. fun. We had multiple D&D campaigns start off in 4th edition with the Keep on the Shadowfell, which is the uh, their 1 to 3rd level adventure, and it was fun every time. And you'll find as you get more and more of those adventures and you get more experience that you're uh, taking them as, as a framework and going your own directions with it instead. You know, there, there's a there's a the moment in that game where, you know, there's a goblin who you cannot you can spare, basically. Well, not only did my players spare him like the second time, but they were nice to him. So he hung out with them. He's like, well, these guys are nice to me. I'm going to hang out with them and I'm going to, you know, help them do their thing. So they sort of had a goblin henchman at like level two. <laughs> and, yeah, goblin, it, and goblins make such great henchmen. I mean, you just help them with stuff. I have been I have been gaming with people lately who uh, who absolutely would rather talk through a conflict than resolve it by instantly bashing skulls, and it's been very interesting. Like they will always try to talk to whatever monster it is that we're facing in case they're intelligent enough to want to uh to talk something out rather than immediately going oh there's a monster let's all kill it just just do the jack reacher way when they finally decide they're gonna fight just go remember you wanted this <laughs> yeah <laughs> make sure they understand that so we used to always just have kairos that would be uh not uh not brush at dave's uh fire mage i just have him give every enemy party a warning fireball which usually involved incinerating half of them but hey you know details <laughs> this is your chance to take your wounded and go otherwise the rest of us will jump in yeah it's and I, I, I like the fighting and stuff but I also have been liking this whole uh, diplomacy thing it's like I've been in so many groups where we all just always you know, kill everything. Which, murder hobo uh, everything. You yeah, know. Well, Lady or, B said she's a murder hobo 100% of the time. Wait, that's... Yeah. If that's what you want to play, as long as it's in, in character, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, I've played morally ambiguous characters where there's one where a guy was running it and uh, Norrin from the Adventures of Sewer Bear fame was the quote-unquote... He was the quote-unquote party leader and a guy was giving us a hard time, so I just opened my jacket, pointed the silence pistols, and he gave me the nod. So I pulled it out and shot the guy in the head. We and... had a conundrum in our last D&D game uh, a couple weeks ago, or pre, pre-Christmas. And one of the players absolutely loves Mimic, the player. And, uh, and the GM knew this. And she she had us run across some mimics that we Didn't ended up having to friendly? kill. Oh. And then, then, a baby mimic. Oh. And, and me and 
me and this other guy were like, uh, you know, here, here's, here's two people who are talking about how do we, what, what should we feed it, whatever. And I'm like, what do you mean feed it? And, and I'm looking at the other guy and we're like, uh, you don't, what do you mean like find other mimics for it to grow up with like it's going to be an orphan? What, rescue it? What do you mean? This is a wild creature. And so the guy next to me just put it out of its misery. But it, it was like this weird, you know, and, and, the, and, and, the, and the, the person is talking about, you know, all the facts about, well, I say facts, you know, in quotes, uh, about mimics and things. And, and, and like, well, I understand that you know this and you feel this way about mimics, but is it in keeping with this character that you're playing? Your previous character would have been all about this rescue thing. I understand this. And sometimes it's difficult, and we slip back into those earlier characters and, and things that they would do. It was it was funny. Banyan says, Ranger with a Mimic Companion? No. No, Banyan. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the opposite of that. Not just no, that's an HFN. <laughs> Which for anyone who doesn't know, stands for hell fuck no. <laughs> oh, because Banyan's going to be in the campaign. I'm sure he's trying some... No. Y'all, my character in that game is a bugbear. He doesn't uh, care about mimics. No. Care. He could be your coffee cup in the morning. Oh, that would be so sweet. <laughs> it's somehow getting more creepy. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> Mr. Bullwinkle, hell nah. Uh, it's a it's a media time actually. We uh, went through a handful of hobby goals, watched Gonzo do some work and more work and more work on that eye, and started getting stars in. Ugh. It's funny because you get them like, yeah, that looks really good. Then you like wash over it, they do some more. I'm like, yeah, it's looking good. Then you like wash over it some more. I'm like, how many times is he gonna do it? <laughs> is that what you felt like, Kathy? When I was painting that building. You're like, oh, John's done, and then I do more. Yes, I was. <laughs> Still kept looking better, right? Yeah, yeah. it started adding it layers really well. Better, so you know, it's not like you kept working on it and it was the same, and you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, it, it's adding layers and depth to the, uh huh, to the the starry eye. Best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's it's... looking really yeah. good. Who would have thought if you put a little extra time into something that would what? end up looking good? Nah, that 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 sounds like bullshit. Sounds, sounds like, like some shit, I would me. say. <laughs> totally communism. Yeah. Lady B, uh, a warlock who got Cthulhu as a patron would be eaten. Yeah, that's that's that's. I I feel like Cthulhu wouldn't be bothered, and he would be like small snack, like like a bowl full of peanuts. You're just one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, maybe it works. Maybe there's a god like Cthulhu in uh, the, the fantasy world that uh, would do that. A lesser deity. Yeah. Maybe he's just like, fuck it, that sounds like fun. Go do stupid shit. I like it. That's That could be too, yes. It's all good. 
right. in my world, you would be eaten. So fair warning for anybody who ends up playing with me. Um, <laughs> in your world, can I be a netting? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, king in yellow, yeah. So, so media. How, how many uh, episodes or things do you have? I don't know. I Multiple. didn't keep track. I totally lost track. You know what I did? I watched two of the Cornetto movies this weekend. I'm going to guess which two. You may guess which two. I'm going to guess you watched the zombie one, Shaun of the Dead, and then you watched Hot Fuzz. I did not see Shaun of the Dead. I've seen that before. I watched uh, I watched Hot Fuzz, and then I watched the the World's End. Wait, wait. World's End. I, I'm inferring from your words that you had not seen Hot Fuzz before? I had not seen Hot Fuzz before. Oh, my Can gosh. Can you believe it? What the actual fuck? That's great. <laughs> I well, uh, let's start my, there. Can we just talk about this? I laughed my ass off. <laughs> this was the best. This is the best homage to British murder mysteries ever. It's I and, like like and action movies. Yes. I I talk to people about British murder mysteries and the the crazy things that are so common. We joke about Anytime we're watching a British show now, we're like, even we were watching the first time I saw the British baking show, I'm like, well, this piece of countryside looks perfect for a murder. I kept waiting for someone to be murdered at the British Bake Off. But no, <laughs> disappointment. Um, yeah, I see it. I'll fix it. There were just so many. Captain Mizzy says, I haven't watched Hot Fuzz. If you watch as many British murder mysteries as I do, you'll appreciate it on multiple levels. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Nick Frost is really, really good in this one. Especially him uh, loading the shotgun. Uh, shame! <laughs> shame! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's just like a classic scene. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. In the one, the one part where he falls on his back and he, he oh, who is he gonna shoot? And he didn't get to shoot them, and he just unloads it into yeah. the sky. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's Kathy's first uh, time with really Hot Is great. Uh, I could guess your rating, but I'm gonna let you deliver it. Oh uh, yes, Ford Fit. Yeah, my first time watching Hot Buzz, and uh, I give it zero space herpes because. Yeah, you it's always talk movie. about ticking, you know, boxes and stuff. Well, this hit my bingo card of British murder mystery <laughs> things. Like, every single thing. And at the end, at the end, spoilers, there's like, I'm like, and there's a cult? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, of it's... course there's a cult. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's solid. It is, it is, it is, I would call it a perfect, I could not think of a way to make that movie better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're solid. And they get good music in it, too. <clears throat> um, the Pale Joe, nah, nah, zero. The Implied <laughs> Lord, oh my god, I forgot about the, <laughs> uh, Timothy Dalton. Oh god, I was. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a couple out really quickly, just to say, uh, because of the things I watched. <laughs> Uh, so I watched the entire extended edition of Lord of the Rings, 
Uh, still amazing. Still great. Still Shock. The only thing that I would say is that these special effects are starting to show now, but that's just because I'm used to seeing these special effects. I'm like, oh, that's a special effect shot. Does it detract from it? No. Is it still one of the greatest TV, greatest movies trilogy we've ever had? Yes. Um, I, I enjoyed it beyond belief. Uh, so zero space RPs. Um, I also did watch, um, I finished Witcher season two. Um, no spoilers because we were watching it. <coughs> it gets a one space piece for me. So, um, we'll just leave it at that. And I did finish Wheel of Time. The entire season is out. Still waiting on Kathy to watch it before I say anything. Uh, sorry. So, <laughs> and Witcher. I, I watched, I watched also Discovery, the new season of Discovery and caught up on that. And this one's a good season too. So. Yeah, that's what I've heard. All right. So. The Witcher. I'm watching. I started watching season one of The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really sold up for me, and it has not quite hit the expectations of what it was sold up to. It is good. I would not necessarily call it great, but it is very good. Um, but uh, in episode four, I think it is when it becomes apparent. That they're trying to wittily tell the story out of order. They need to go fuck themselves. <laughs> you can do that if you're Quentin Tarantino and it's modern day and you're only keeping track of people. But you're keeping track of places and things and people and you're like, wait, is that little boy the same king that he's working for now? No, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I was You can so do that if you make it clear. Like that. Yeah, it does get confusing. Uh, I totally forgot about that after until you told me about it. And I'm like, yeah, I remember. There was a lot of confusion in the time jumping. Yeah, so I got to episode four and said, you know, fuck right off. I'll come back to you later. So uh, currently it is a go fuck yourself. But <laughs> it, I'm sure it's better. I enjoyed the first three episodes. They were, they were good. Um, but I'm very annoyed with what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. It is a shitty trope and a shitty way to do it. Uh, it's not even as good as something like uh, the Suicide Squad when um, they, you know, time jump, but they make it clear. And they're like, you know, 24 hours earlier. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> we know what's going on. Yeah, it's nice when they label them. In yeah, when you label fashion. it, then it becomes it's like, oh, shit, this is out of order. Cool. Let me pay attention more. Yeah. Not like, oh, God, what's what? Fuck, I don't care. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. I want to. I'm gonna. I'm finishing, since I'll go for this real quick too. I'm finishing Bubblegum Crisis since I'm rewatching that before I go back to watching The Witcher. I don't want to try and watch too many things as at once. I did watch two more episodes of Bubblegum Crisis, so I got the fourth episode, which is a uh, one-off, not really related directly to either of the other episodes, just a, a small intermediate piece. Um. I would call it purely filler, but it's still good. It has some good cyberpunk motifs. Um, and then started, did the fifth episode, which starts the, the short second arc of it. And then when I get to the, the, the sixth episode, I'll finish that off. The seventh episode refers back to episode two. And then the eighth episode's a one-off at the end. Um, I've said, I'm still enjoying the crap out of it. It is very, it very feels truncated. Like there's a lot more story here that could be told. But when you only have a, 35 to 45 minute OAV to tell a story. You got to cut shit out. And I'm going to tell you all, if you like this, check out the music. The soundtrack, this is awesome. It is pure 80s 
glory. So, uh, there's that. Um, we're back to Kathy. Talk about something else. The world's end. I've not seen that one. Seen it. Saw that today. That was the 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 last one in the trilogy, and uh, hilarious, of course. Not as on point as Hot Fuzz was. Like Hot Fuzz, I was dying through the whole thing. I've now, been told always that that's the 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 worst of the three, and you know, not really a fair statement, but it's it's the worst of those three movies. The World's End. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh it wasn't what I was... Well, I didn't really have any expectation. I didn't know what it was going to be about at all. Fair. Uh, and it starts out as just this sort of uh, uh, drinking pub crawl movie, and then it turns into something else. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I was so taken aback, and it, it, ended up, it ended up being really good, and I liked it. Good. Uh, it was the ending was hilarious. I still a little weird how Gary King ended, how his little timeline ended. Uh, I don't know if uh, spoilers are are in order or what, but anyways, I was I was a little baffled by by his little ending. It was still amusing. But uh, overall, I liked it. I would give it a space for a B. Uh, not as good as... Uh, I, I would agree with the assessment that it's the worst of the three, but it's still good. And the other yeah, ones but yeah. were, were It's like saying Return of the Jedi is the worst of the three original Star yeah, Wars movies. Yeah, which is well, still darn. a classic, and yeah. I will absolutely watch it. Cool. But middle one just like tugged at all of my murder mystery heartstrings so <laughs> uh guys you want to hit something a little more in depth um a little bit more in depth so i am watching mayors of kingstown mayors of kingstown is a paramount plus show with jeremy, jeremy renner yeah jeremy renner in it um this show has been a sleeper hit for me I saw it on there. I was like, oh, I'll just try it out. I got some free time. Um, it is good. Um, best way to best way to say it is Jeremy Renner plays a character that is the go-between between prison inmates, gangs, and the police, and the police force. He, like, tries to settle things and make sure that, okay, the prisoners are allowed to let this cocaine come in but the police or the prison guards need this, you know, type thing. And he tries to get, you know, the, the tries to give an even keel. Um, it kind of, yeah, it kind of reminds me. I don't know if anybody remembers the old show, the shield. He's I mean, a good how guy. How would you not remember? Oh yeah. 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 It, it, it kind of reminds me, has that feel for it. Cause he's, you can tell he's a good guy trying to do good, but he's got to do bad things, but you don't fuck with Mike. You just don't fuck with that character. And not going to spoil anything because uh, this ending season is next Sunday. It is really, really good. If you have Paramount Plus, I highly recommend it. It has got some oh shit moments. It is very mature, of course, because it deals with guns, violence, prostitution, you know, all this stuff. Um, and it's it's solid. 
Uh, it, it has been a sleeper hit for me right now. I would say maybe, nah, not even not even a half a space RP right now. Because uh, this last episode was really good. And the season finale is next week. And I can't wait for it. This has been a really good one. It, it, it's, and it's also really good to see him playing in another role um, outside of the not, MCU. I mean, he's been in other roles, but yes, yes. fair enough. But yeah, it, but lately that's all I've seen him in. And I saw that. I was like, oh, that's it. And I was like, damn, this is good. I binge watched all eight episodes. <laughs> so highly recommend it. Zero space or for me from around on that one. Well, uh, no spoilers, but I watched the first episode of the Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Same here. And let me tell everyone, it's the first episode. If you're on Twitter going how this is why he's not really interesting because he's just some dude in armor. It's the first fucking episode. A good portion of it is how he's still the fuck alive. Yeah. That's this what was, I want to find out. This was the building well, of the story. Yeah, you can't. If you were going to judge this episode off the first episode and not like it, spoiler, you weren't going to like it regardless. And that's okay. Your expectations are way too high. Everyone. Yeah. Like some of us have decided, some of us love Boba Fett when we were younger. Mm-hmm. One second here. Sorry, my echo keeps going crazy. Uh, you know, love Boba Fett when we were younger and then, you know, maybe fell out of love with him because he was super overdone in the 90s the late nineties, like when star Wars started to make its resurgence, like he was super duper overdone. And then the Mandalorian came along and like, Nope, Boba Fett's fucking awesome. <laughs> uh-huh. And you watch this. You're like, it, it's explaining things that I had problems with in there. So I'm good to see it. I'm yep. interested like, to see where it goes. How did his armor get scattered across Tatooine after he was dumped into the Sarlacc pit? Oh, uh, yeah, that's you know? answered. <laughs> yeah. Answered. How did he get out of the Sarlacc pit? Yeah, answered. yeah. These are the things I want to know, and yeah. so I must watch this show. Yeah, so this I'm, was a building I'm... episode. This was a, yeah. uh, here, here's what happened. Here's what's going on. This is what I have to do. You got that? Now we're going to get into the story of now the Book of Boba Fett. But you had yep. to build something up on this. You had to answer some questions before you got started yep and i'm okay with stuff building i mean i'm just surprised all the people on twitter who didn't like it and apparently people on twitter who didn't like the mandalorian which shocks me to my core but yeah hmm. it takes all kinds so looking forward to that no uh no rating yet yeah still going on yeah it's, it's going weekly i actually this One sounds episode. weird i I've never been much of a uh, binge watcher, but uh, and I like having things weekly. With with Hawkeye ending, I'm actually happy to have something else to look forward to to watch weekly. Yeah. So, I'm enjoying that. Uh, Kathy, you got anything else? Uh, I'm sure I do. Oh, you know what I watched? Uh, I watched Ben Hur. Oh my oh gosh. My. <laughs> ben Hur, which I was like, I know I've got something, and I can't think of. Oh, yeah, the original, yeah, yeah. I assume. Yes, the original Ben Hur, starring Charlton Heston, and I, I don't know if I ever saw that in its entirety. I think I might have watched uh, parts of it. Mm-hmm. Uh because I remembered the the galley slave scene, and I remembered him going. I remember down that also. 
and I haven't seen the movie at all, so I think that might have been in some other media. It's possible. That may be why. And then the the leper colony part, I remember okay. seeing. And who knows, maybe maybe we both watched the same, like, retrospective on, yeah, and, yeah. and it just had, like, highlights or something. I don't know, but there were just a few parts that I remembered seeing, and the rest was a total blank. And I had no idea that it starts, the movie starts with, Basically, the nativity it starts with this, the the three wise men going to the stable where this kid is born. And uh, <laughs> it never mentions the name. Not a, I don't even know if it does at the very end. Maybe at the very end it does. About some some guy who's talking about peace and love and stuff. And I just referred to him as the hippie through the whole thing. I talked through it. Like older movies, you can especially if you sub if you put subtitles I, on the screen so you can just read also. Yeah, I didn't, but but my I, I think I was distracting my friend from it. I I I just was commenting through it. It was good. I mean, it's a classic. You know, there are uh, there are there are things about it that maybe didn't age well. I can't pick anything out as a, as an example. Uh, but overall it's still a fantastic movie. And of course it's full of sweeping vistas and good acting. Oh yeah. It's an early blockbuster. And, so and fantastic music. So, I mean, it's an epic. Yeah. But on the scale of Casablanca to cats, cats, it is uh, closer, much closer to Casablanca. It is like one step below Casablanca on that scale. Didn't we decide what was the middle of that scale? I don't remember. Oh, it was, uh, it was just our last podcast, I think, that we were talking about <laughs> yeah. that. I don't remember. It was whatever I, whatever I had seen. What did I see then? It was some other old, oldish movie. We have to research to see what that is so we can calibrate <laughs> Time the scale. to go find the VOD. What? <laughs> what was that? I don't remember. Anyways, uh, Zero Space Herpes for Ben-Hur. Zero Space Herpes is very closer to Class of Blanket than Cats by a long stretch. Absolutely. Uh, Gonzo, you got anything else? Uh, actually I actually have two more. I actually, th- I actually have four more, but um, one, I'm going to say Ron Gone Wrong, uh, cute little Disney movie. Uh, Encanto, really good Disney movie, by the way. Okay. Great, great, great soundtrack. Uh, another great soundtrack. Um, I highly recommend Encanto. Um, but the one I want to talk about is I went back and rewatched The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Um, no spoilers. I haven't seen 2 yet. Yeah. I haven't. Uh, I own it on DVD downstairs. Just haven't had a chance to rewatch that series. Okay. No spoilers. Um, here's my thing. I have always said that I think he is the best Spider-Man and best Peter Parker. The problem is, in, in my opinion, because he has the snarkiness and the attitude that I like of Spider-Man. The geeky, nerdy, quirky. Agreed on that. Don't think he's a good Peter Parker. I think he's a good take on Peter Parker, but he's not classic Peter Parker. But what I don't like is the script needed. It, it tried to do too much in two episodes, in two things, and tried to do too much. And I was very upset because he's always been my favorite and I love those. Is the script great? No. Is there some 
pretty cringy parts of it, yes. I recall the lizard special effects not being good. Yeah, there there's some stuff that just wasn't good. Um, but the concept and him being Spider-Man and the story of him and Gwen Stacy hits perfect for me. And that's oh, yeah, the reason why yeah, I like him Gwen the best. Stacy, I forget her name, was, was good, great at Gwen Stacy yeah. in the first one. Yeah. Um, and that right there makes it all worth it. And it goes back and ties into No Way Home of why I think he is yeah. the best Spider-Man of all time. Um, and why I like him as the best Spider-Man. Wait, better than the guy who played him in the 70s? Better than the guy that played him in the 70s. <laughs> Doubt. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's always the guy Andrew whose Garfield. Name I don't remember was pretty good for the seventies. Yeah, yeah. It, it is one of my favorites. Spider Man in the seventies. Um, I really wish they would do a third one. I wish that they would put Andrew Garfield back in the suit, with with his attitude and the attitude they wrote for him in that story and the heartfelt they have with him. I really wish would, they would do something with him again. I really liked him as Spider Man. He's my favorite right. one. So, won't give any things, but other than that, I have one other. But go ahead, John. I'm actually going to talk about, I mentioned this when it came out in July, uh, my cousin John Appel's book, uh, Assassin's Orbit. Uh, even though I've had it since July, I pre-ordered it. I just hadn't had a chance to read it because I was reading other stuff. Finally sat down to start reading it uh, New Year's Eve, and I am 80-some percent through the book. It is super good, sci-fi, murder mystery, political intrigue type of thing. So if that seems like your cup of tea... Give it a look out. I am not going to give it a full rating yet, but I'm leaning in the half to zero space herpy area. We'll see how it ends up because there's some cliches that could come through and, and, and take it down a notch, but I'm enjoying the crap out of it. I have not read anything that fast in a very long time. Nice. Those are always fun books. I like it. It may not surprise you to know that I like a good murder mystery book. I like the books where they get interesting enough where you don't want to put them down. Like yeah. I, I don't dislike the John Carter of Mars books, but they were never probably because of the age. They don't grab you the same way. Mm-mm. And they're all, they were episodic. So they were, yeah. you know, they, they came out in parts and issues of magazines back in like the 19 teens, the 19 teens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so there's that. And then, uh, uh, aside from that, I look forward to finishing that so I can read. I got a book by Robin Laws called Hamlet Tip Point, which is another game mastering book. I have that, and I have his old Steve Jackson book uh, on game mastering on my table to read afterwards. Nice. We're running the game again. Let's read some tips. Yeah. Got um, Finish this out. So let's see. What was my last? I had, I had two, I think, but my last one. Um, what was it? Oh, The Matrix. And I'm going to just say, when this one gets a 4.5, I think it was crap, crap, crap. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Um, but The New Matrix, horrible beyond belief. So, Kathy, I will point out that Banyan actually thinks it's very interesting and likes it. So this may be Gonzo being right. It also may be another Ready Player One situation. I don't know, because I've heard some other people talk about... I I have not... It is not generally positive reviews from what I've heard. No. 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 It's really just about what I expected. I've heard it's eh, fine. There are some callbacks, but callbacks are not 
substitute for actual uh -uh. content. I mean, callbacks to what, really? Callbacks... If it's not a callback to the first movie, then who even cares? Hey. The second one has some good parts to it. Uh, it is yeah. it's most of a decent movie. The third one... I didn't even care. No, at that point, <laughs> didn't. It's funny, we all look terribly on, on certain trilogies. The Matrix is a trilogy that people look back on badly. And think about how bad that trilogy was. It makes me appreciate something like the Pirates of the Caribbean one, where it may not have been as good as the first one, but the trilogy's not terrible. No, no it's not. It's surprisingly okay. Yeah, but it, people always look at that because the first one was so fucking good, and the second one was not as fucking good. The, the, the Matrix, the first one, was a great movie. It was, fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. The second and, one was like, we're just going to do something just like the first one and Worse. The first one was sort of almost, what even though it's not really cyberpunk, it was sort of people's first introduction to that cyberpunk sort of feel. Yeah, and that yeah. Kind of thing. Well, and it had a bit of a philosophy, a little yeah. philosophy going for it, too. So it, it's formative for a lot just, of people. It, it just didn't have that, it didn't grab me that way. I mean, it's much the same way. I mean, you know, it, there are formative movies that we all watch that we will love regardless. Mm. And. We will nostalgia for them will overshadow all faults, you know. I like The Matrix. I think it is a darn good movie. I don't even think it's the best movie the Wachowskis have made by a long stretch. Speed Racer. Yes. Also, <laughs> V for Vendetta is better. I've never seen that. Uh, don't watch it right now. It's a little too on point. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I hear. I hear that. No, it's oh, it's yeah. way, way on. too on point. Yeah, yeah. You're like ah. Uh, um, no, 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 no. Um, the one of the things I wanted to talk about, and it's just started, I've only got like four episodes in, because that's all they got. It's another one on Paramount Plus. Uh, it is 1883. Uh, 1883 is a Western. It, it is. It is, it is, it's kind of the prequel to Yellowstone. Um, huh. uh, does it have Sam Elliott in it? Yes, it does. You know what? I totally I saw a banner ad go by for that on Prime today, mm -hmm. and I'm like, that looks like Sam Elliott's profile. And then there was the date, and I had no idea it was a movie. I didn't know what it was about. Yeah, because it's I a was... TV show. It's kind of the prequel to Yellowstone. Uh, I don't which know what Yellowstone, Yellowstone is. is but... about a cowboy, a modern day cowboy ranch. Does it have horses in it? Oh yeah, I'm there. Uh, you will probably like 1883. It is kind of no hold bar. Western. It's Sam Elliott and horses. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. there for that. I'm enjoying it. I, I like this. I, I don't like Yellowstone, but I do like this. And it's a good Western. Uh, so far, it's pretty brutal, too. Um, they they don't hold back on this one, which I'm okay with. Um, because this is about a group of people trying to move west that have no idea what they're doing. And have never, like, ridden horses you know, trying to do things. Oh, it's wow. like German okay. German okay. immigrants trying to move west. I feel like I need to watch this. You would probably like it. Is this an Amazon original? Thing? No, it's Paramount on Plus. Paramount Plus. Oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the size of that. Not yeah. That. But what you could do is, I know that they're doing like a 30-day, uh, free 30 days of Paramount Plus on some places. And so you could wait till the entire first season is out. Do your 30 days, end it before it starts it up. <laughs> Let me warn you on that. That's what some people are doing. Because if it's Paramount Plus with commercials, I don't know if they still do that. No. When it was CBS All Access, they had, you had commercials or commercial free. 
It's commercial free. They got well, good because with commercials, that shit was fucking unwatchable. Yeah, no, it's all commercial free on Paramount Plus now. Good. I mean, I bought. I, I ended up paying for the good version because I'm like, nope, fuck commercials, fuck you in the asshole, <laughs> fuckers. So yeah, no, it's all commercial free. So there you go. First podcast of the year. First one of the year. And next week is our 200th episode. 200. 200 episodes. Holy Are we doing something special? Should I take the Monday afterwards off? Am I going to be... Is it going to be crunk? It's going to be crunk. <laughs> it's going to be All crunk. Right. Maybe I'll put in for, for the Monday off. <laughs> we need special guests. No, we are the special guests. Our guests are the special guests. Are people Very listening? Special. Our 200th episode, Captain Mizzy. Well, see, Captain Mizzy, here's what's going to happen. God is going to have this great elaborate plan. He's going to tell Kathy and I during the, before the pre-amble, <laughs> like at 7.15 Eastern time on that Sunday, <laughs> what we're doing. So we've yep. got to scramble. I don't know we what do we're it. doing, but we're definitely going to be celebrating because that is a major, that's a pretty big milestone. Unless you yeah. have suggestions. If people have suggestions of what they'd like to hear us talk about, find John on Twitter to hear it. and send them your suggestions on Twitter. Yep. At John O. Spencer. And you can send that or you can go and, you know, just grab any of on us our and go. Facebook page messages, message us and say, Hey, y'all should do this. I'm sure there we'll do a, a 200 episode in review and talk about some of our stupid shit that we've done, but it'll be that. It's kind of a blur of, stupid shit at this point <laughs> yep much. guys we are going to send you off to v of course of league of dragon and uh let you watch her doing some crazy stuff and playing games um please be safe out there please watch each other's back please make sure you get vaccinated get boosted if it's time for that make sure that you wash your hands wear your mask be safe we want to see everybody at hudcon 2022 for more than dice i'm gonzo i'm john I'm Kathy. Good night. Good night, everybody. That's the best value of meow cow, gonzo meow I've had. Ow. Three for the price of two. I know. Yeah. I got them on the whole episode. <laughs> I know. Totally forgot they were on as I was painting. So you got lucky. <laughs> Yeah, but while you were painting, it was a big screen of your eyeball monster, so...